Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also keeps us in focus in our relationship, on our relationship with God, and that's important for us, to pay attention to our spiritual life, our spiritual strength, or lack thereof. Help people in your life you know some, I'm sure, who need to grow stronger in their faith, who need to start thinking more about their relationship with God and about their soul's salvation, help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven. And that'll be a great blessing for them for sure, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. And I want to just make a statement, you know, in this particular line of thought and study. Be strong in the Lord. We might look around us today, but I think we could probably do this in virtually any time, any year, any decade, any generation of our nation's existence. But we might say, for those of us living right now, boy, this is particularly a difficult time, a tough time in our nation. Look at the things that are going on, the things that are happening, the negative changes that are taking place. Look at all the violence. Look at all the outright hatred that is being generated and that is being fomented all, all through our nation across from one from one coast to the other and up and down from north to south. It's just all over the place. And, and look at the strange things that are being pushed by influential people in in certain circles that have influence within the government and within society and the culture and so on, within our major universities, but not just there, within also the the public school system all across the land. Just, you know, so this might be for you or maybe number of people you know, or maybe people in general to a great extent all across the land, one of those hand-wringing, woe is me moments in the culture and the history of our nation. Well, again, we could probably talk about those kinds of things to one degree or another in just about any year or decade or generation of our nation's existence. But it does seem that we have really taken a negative, downward, very dangerous and scary spiral. And so what do we do? What do we do? Well, I believe as Christians, we have an advantage over everyone else because we understand this is not all there is. This world really is not our real home. We're looking forward to a better place, a better existence without all of what we're seeing here, but not just now, but always in life in this particular world. Physical life, it, it always is dangerous. It always has negatives. It always can be scary. It always has sufferings and sorrows and on and on and on we could go with the descriptions. And the Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Those are characteristics of this world. What are we talking about by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life? Well, we're talking basically about sin, sinful lifestyles, sinful mindsets, and so on. And so John says, hey, don't get all caught up in in the ways of this world, because that's not where your life really ought to be focused. And if that's where your life is focused, if that's the main driving force in your life, then John says, you love the world that much? Then the love of the Father is not in you. In verse 17, then he goes on and says, and the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Well, we could look at that in a couple of different ways. When John says the lust of the, rather the ways, or this world is passing away. When we think of that particular statement from the perspective of the world as a whole, the world as a whole is passing away. We are told that in the scriptures repeatedly, that just as God brought life on this earth, specifically human life, but also most animal life, to an end in the days of Noah because of the extreme wickedness of mankind, of humanity on this earth, God has said that he will do that again, but this time the earth will be destroyed through fire. Peter talks about that in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. But we see, again, number of other passages of Scripture that portray that same ultimate, ultimate destruction by the judgment of God upon this particular earth, upon this world. And so this earth is passing away. This world is coming to, to an end, as John puts it. But now another perspective that we could use to understand John's statement from a more personal application would be that this world is passing away for me because ultimately I'm going to die physically. My time on this earth is going to come to an end. And so when will that be? Well, we don't know. You know, and and how long are you going to live? We don't know. But it's not going to be thousands of years in our physical form here on this earth. It's not going to be hundreds of years, nor more and more people are living to be a hundred or a little past a hundred, that we understand that, you know, a hundred years, well, that's still the rather small minority of people, percentage-wise, who live even to that length of time. And so wherever we are in our lives, if we're in our 20s, if we're in our 30s or 40s or 50s, how far away is 100? But most people don't make it to 100. So are you going to make it to 90 years old or 85 or 80? See, time is short on this earth. And so for us from a physical perspective, this world is passing away. Our time here in this world is, is going to come to an end because all of us, Every single one of us, we're going to die physically one day. But again, for the Christian, for the faithful, dedicated, obedient Christian, living his life in faithfulness before God, not just talking about, I believe in God, I love God, but living the life actively, obediently of Christianity he looks forward to life beyond this world. And that's what, that's what John is talking about there in 1 John 
in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17, the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides or lives forever. We're looking forward to that home in heaven that our Lord went to prepare for us, that we may be with him, John chapter 14 and verse 6. So we're here right now. We're alive. We're living. We're dealing with what this world is throwing at us, the realities of life and this physical, earthly existence right now. But we look forward to a better time, and that will be an eternity, when there, as the Revelation tells us, there will be no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering, no more dying, no more tears. So that's what we look forward to. Now, most people, most people living in this world right now, they're not living in that particular, in that particular spiritual discipline. And so a whole lot of people, this is where it's at for them in this world, in this physical existence. Even a whole lot of people who claim to have faith in God, they don't live the lifestyle that demonstrates that. So this is where it's at for them. So that's why I say we look forward to a better time, a better time, no comparison, glorious time, wonderful time, eternal life in the, in the glories and bliss of heaven. But most people aren't living that lifestyle. So the Christian has that great advantage, the faithful, dedicated, consistently obedient Christian. But not even, even for us, though, not a day goes by in which we do not need to be encouraged in our mind and maybe sometimes we need to be encouraged by someone else who, who knows us well enough to see, hey, you're struggling right now, aren't you? We need to be encouraged to be strong in the Lord. And that's the emphasis of this particular line of thought and study. Be strong in the Lord. We, even as Christians, even as faithful, dedicated Christians, we still face ongoing physical and relational, financial, and most of all, spiritual challenges continually throughout our physical life on this earth. Now, physical, relational, financial problems can become challenges to our faith on their own merit. Because if we're not properly focused, we can, we can get hit with some real devastating situation in our life here. Maybe we become diagnosed with some, you know, terminal illness or some some uh, continual physical impairment of some kind, or maybe a loved one in our family, maybe a spouse or a child or a parent becomes so diagnosed. And so that can be a challenge right there. Or maybe there's a financial setback for us that is so devastating that we lose a great deal of, of what we might have saved up. We might lose our home. We, we find ourselves really trying to, to wonder how am I going to just provide for my family? How are we going to make it here? Well, all of those kinds of, of natural challenges that come with living in this physical world, those can challenge our faith on their own merit. But let me tell you, the devil is very skillful to use these natural life challenges to purposefully attack our faith and trust in God. And so people would wonder, 
Maybe people would even challenge us verbally, people we know. Why would God, why would God let this happen to you? Some people would accuse God of causing it to happen. But life in this world carries its own natural challenges and difficulties. It's part of living in this physical existence. And particularly, it's part of growing older year by year. In Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 11, the apostle Paul, he talked about the lesson he learned in order to deal with these challenges. He said, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Now, that's a mindset. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things, and here's his Here's his, not secret, but it's what he's sharing with us. The lesson that he learned, the principle, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's the focal point of our strength to face whatever life in this physical existence throws at us. Whatever the devil devil might use to challenge us in our faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Be strong in the Lord. We'll start to dig deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son to the cross to die, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins, that we might be able to look forward to eternal life with you in heaven. Help us, Father, and please protect us, but strengthen us and guide us to take the steps we need to take to be strong in the Lord so that we can, with success, and effectiveness face all of the difficulties of life in this world. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.